Hello, everyone. Hope your day is going well. Welcome back to the Finance for Purpose podcast, where we discuss news on the impact investing landscape and interview changemakers in the space. I'm your host, Christina Kontomikalu, and let's leverage the power of capital for good. So I just wanted to make this episode about recent developments and news in the ESG space and transition into the importance of youth in ESG and impact endeavors in general. But first, a quick update on this podcast. So I'm in the process of interviewing entrepreneurs, VCs, impact investors, and more. And I just want to bring a diverse set of speakers that come from different backgrounds, work in different fields, but are all moving towards a collective vision. My goal is to bring light to how businesses and investors can drive positive change and to inspire you along the way. So stay tuned for that. And with that being said, let's get started with the news. First, I want to discuss some developments that caught my attention and will catch yours as well. So the EPA recently launched an Office of Environmental Justice and Civil Rights, which will essentially address the impact of environmental issues such as climate change and pollution on low-income and underserved communities. This office will manage about $3 billion towards environmental causes from the recent Inflation Reduction Act, also known as the Climate Bill. So in my opinion, this is a step in the right direction, and I think It'll bring light to a lot of the problems and as well as voices within these communities. I'm interested to see what will arise from the office and the developments to come. Hey guys, so I'm actually recording this at a later date, but I just wanted to add in a recent news uh, article that I read, and I thought that would be relevant to add here. I am a little bit sick. I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but nevertheless, I am here to deliver you the news. So KPMG recently launched a survey called the CEO Outlook, where they surveyed more than 1,300 CEOs. And this survey revealed that a lot of CEOs are planning on pausing or reconsidering their ESG plans for the coming months. And Jane Laurie, who is the global head of corporate affairs at KPMG, said, quote, as CEOs take steps to insulate their businesses from an upcoming recession, ESG efforts are coming under increasing financial pressure, end quote. So, with, clearly, with the projected upcoming recession, there's a lot of financial uncertainty and skepticism. And here is where we see, in my opinion, one of the primary challenges of ESG in general, which is deciding on the prioritization of financial health and social or environmental performance. We have already a lot of data that these factors are not mutually exclusive, but When it comes to times like this, during a recession, depression, which one do we actually prioritize? So that's something interesting to consider. I'm interested to see what comes out of this. And and let's keep a lookout on what happens. Another interesting notion I came across is investing in Ukraine-based startups, especially in the VC space, venture capital. So one investment firm called Horizon Capital, which is based in Kyiv, is raising 250 million US dollars to invest in these startups, um, specifically focused on tech, I believe, or has an emphasis on tech. The IFC is also a major contributor to raising these funds. 
The startup space in general is highly unstable, especially with the recent economic state of the world. So, consequently, capital inevitably plays a crucial role in aiding the stability of workers and entrepreneurs. And these situations are especially prominent in developing countries. So here we see not only the public sector and government institutions aid these countries, but also the importance and role of the private sector in mobilizing social impact through investments. This is a good example of how both sectors can work in unison to support countries in need and increase sources of funding through unprecedented ways. People also don't realize the significance of these events on youth. Not only are social entrepreneurs and impact investors catalyzing change, but they are also setting a prime example of the positive impact that can be driven from business and investing. It's inspiring to see corporations and funds pitch into the ESG space and invest to support a cause. I myself, if you did not know, am part of this new generation, Gen Z, and we do take notice of all the emerging social entrepreneurs and impact-driven ventures. I genuinely believe this is caused by the increasing demand for sustainability and actually utilizing social and environmental metrics along with economic performance. With these developments, there is a push towards what I call an impact-driven economy, where businesses, government, and other institutions work to foster innovation and solutions that better our society, environment, and economy. Ultimately, I hope my generation will be the drivers of this movement. ESG actually has become a pretty saturated term that is. Oftentimes thrown around without intrinsic value, I guess you could almost call it a buzzword. But the truth is, ESG is still in its early phases and needs development to establish specific metrics to accurately assess the impact of companies and sectors. I mean, I personally am an optimist about the notion of impact investing, and I believe that there are a lot of opportunities that can be derived from this notion for innovation. A lot of people don't really understand what ESG actually is, and that's because we haven't really had a specific definition or metric to、um, explain the meaning of ESG. Like we get the general idea, but there's a lot of work we need to do. Is what I'm trying to say. Although the term itself is a positive movement, I believe not having a standard metric can actually hurt our progress. So, how can we move towards an impact-driven economy if we haven't defined the way in which we measure impact? I think youth in today's world plays a huge role in these kinds of movements, as youth will become the wealth holders of tomorrow. So, to best prepare my generation to become responsible leaders of the future. We must strive to establish these principles and provide the resources and education. This will have a huge impact on not only the professional choices of the next generation, but also the intrinsic values and morals we hold, which will truly drive change. The largest challenge for youth today is not being equipped with the resources to catalyze global impact. But it's when people with capital and resources aid in materializing young people's visions. That's when we can work synergetically towards a sustainable future. 
So yeah, those are essentially just some of my thoughts on recent news and how I believe this has impact on my generation and just the perspective of my generation and these global movements. So thank you for listening to my podcast and I hope I informed you on some recent topics and I hope this led you to consider the significance of these developments in youth and new generations and also to take a look at your own actions and discover what you can do and how you can play a role in this new movement. If you're interested in connecting with me or possibly pitching in this podcast, feel free to connect with me on my LinkedIn, which is Christina Kontomikalu. So I'm actually half Greek. I know that my last name is pretty difficult to spell. So the spelling is in the description of this podcast if you're interested. Also, feel free to rate this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave a comment. And you can always uh, message me privately as well on your thoughts or any suggestions, as all of these actions would genuinely mean a lot to me. Each and every one of you, it means genuinely a lot more than you think. And with that, thank you and remember to always be curious.